Okay, here we go. The Panda Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Episode 62, Planet Mikey Podcast, taped live in Sudbury, where Babe Ruth shoved his piano into a body of water and shoved his organ into anybody he could find. With Bitchin' Ben Kitchen, star of the internet porn flick, Dr. Proctor and his Orifice Hours, and Billy the Kid Smith, star of the classic 1970s porn film, Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. I'm Peter Puller, staff announcer. Tonight's show is sponsored by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates of Boston, Newton, Warwick, Rhode Island, Worcester, and Salem, New Hampshire. Joe Fish Seafood Restaurants in North Andover and North Reading. And my grandma's world-famous coffee cake, mygrandma.com. And now, here's Nestor Shylack, former American League umpire, filling in for Mikey tonight. Nestor? Thank you very much. Uh, What does this button do? Hey, where's Mikey? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm right here. I'm just. Oh, there you are. Hi, Mikey. Oh, that wasn't you. You know, in Pig Latin, no. I'm ucking fay around a oh. over here. How you doing? Pig Latin, huh? Yeah, Pig Latin. Yeah, I did that for a long time. <laughs> are you kidding? Good for you. I guess I learned it from my hog. No, you were uh, <laughs> bilingual. Uh, how you doing, everybody? Everybody good? Oh yeah. Hey, great. Last week we had Joey Reynolds on. The episode did extremely well. Uh, I don't know, because like he's a national radio superstar and f- former Billboard magazine DJ of the year three times. Yeah. He's very popular. So when you tweet it out, you put it on Facebook and stuff, people listen. But he was great. We thank him. I forgot to ask him, though. One of the reasons he got fired in Hartford, Connecticut, I think it was at Big D, WDRC, was because he, he called the mayor. Her name was Ann Ucello, Mayor Ann Ucello, the yeah. mayor of Hartford. He called her on the air a dumb broad. <laughs> Jesus. And then they fired him, and they brought him back, and he apologized. He said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. He said, but she's still a dumb broad. I mean, he was like, this guy was nuts in his day. He didn't give a shit. Uh, But we thank Joey. Oh, the other thing he did that was weird was when he was in Buffalo. He's the biggest thing in Buffalo. 40% of the ratings up there. This is right when the Beatles became popular. And he and another guy up there had a chance to book the Beatles when they came to New York, and they came... In an arena in Buffalo, but they they needed to get thirty five hundred dollars to put up front. This is before they landed on the Ed Sullivan show, yeah. and he he and his partner said, "Nah, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to put the thirty five hundred dollars up." Nah. And the Beatles thus never played Buffalo. Can they, you believe that? Stupid. <laughs> Joey tried. Now Paul McCartney tried to go back there with Wings and call it Buffalo Wings, but he he did, they didn't book that either. That didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, yeah. That's a true story. That was good. No, that's a true story. Mm. I don't. I don't make up stories on this. You don't need to make no. up stories on podcasts. No, you're right. No, you're right. Are you kidding me? Like, like the other day, I just had sex with Madonna. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> and that, that's not something to brag about anymore. <laughs> Good one, Ben. It's true. Yeah. Have you seen her? Oh yeah. Whew. I'm not talking about the singer. <laughs> um, so. We have some sponsorship information. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, and I've had numerous people ask me, and I say, talk to Ben. He's really? The guy. Ben Kitchen. People He's are lining up manager. to advertise on this show. If you'd like to have your business sponsor our podcast, contact Ben Kitchen at Planet Mikey Podcast at Gmail. All right? Just put attention, Ben. 
And then so we'll jump up and down until he actually pays attention. And we don't care if you're a legitimate business, you know, uh, or orchids of Asia. You could be in jail. You could, you could be. <laughs> maybe you sell weed out of your car. We don't care. We do not give a shit how you make your money. It's not, as the Godfather said, it doesn't matter to me how you make a living, you understand? That's all your own thing. <laughs> so maybe you got a massage parlor or... <laughs> As long as your check does not bounce, Ben and Smitty and I don't give a shit what you do to get that money. Let's clear the air here, though. Do they have to pay us in cash? No. No, they can They can compensate pay- us in other ways? Use Bitcoin? Pay- PayPal, <laughs> Penis Pal, whatever you got. Uh, penis see, Pal, huh? <laughs> that's something I don't know anything about. Oh, by the way, also you can follow us on Twitter, at Planet Mikey. Our goal on a on Twitter basis is to get more followers than Oprah. <laughs> or Donald Trump. Mm. And we will not close, sleep right? until we get... Pretty close? Right. It's a lofty goal, you know, I admit. But let, remember this. Mohammed had two, has two billion followers. <laughs> well, there you go. How well, far away are we? How much? <laughs> uh, well, right now we're, you know, hovering in the mid... Half a thousand so far. We're moving we, forward. We don't push it, though. We don't, I don't go on Twitter and say, follow this, man. Come on. No, we want people to listen to the podcast to follow us. We have contests. In fact, we can do one tonight. You want to do one? Really? We yes. have a contest? Yeah. Yeah. We have what <laughs> we, we are not a, we're not original in this thought. This is something that probably somebody that hired Joey Reynolds 50 years ago thought of. The phrase that pays. Oh. Can you make that echo? Yeah. There we go. The phrase that pays? Yeah. When Try I say the phrase that pays? Try it again. The phrase that pays. Oh, boy, that is so 60s. Yeah. You know, it's like, do it again. W-A-B-C New York. The phrase that pays. <laughs> I used to I love that. <laughs> AM radio. All right, so uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what you do is you uh, follow at Planet Mikey on Twitter. That's, that's, that's step one. Yeah. And then we'll get, you know, hey. It's not a, but it's not about how many followers you have. It's the quality of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the quality. That's right. Not the quantity. No, no. The best restaurants don't have the most seating. They have. You wanted to get a table there, though. Don't they have you? the best food. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yes, somebody does. Right, Ben. Somebody does. All right, so there's a lot to talk about, but you know what? what should we do this? Uh, should we try to get Bill Lee? Because here's why. The cheating in baseball story, I don't know. What do you, maybe maybe that isn't even a story we should do first. I don't know. It's so negative. I'll just give him a call. I mean, what could be more negative? Let's see. Hold on. I think what I could be more negative than what's going on right now? We got impeachment. We got corona, the coronavirus. I don't even drink Mexican beer anymore now. I'm so scared. Let's see how smart my phone is. Hold on. Just shove a lime in the bottle. Get some disease. Call Bill Lee. <laughs> Coronavirus, Jesus, God, you can, Kobe. You can see it right in Kobe. Yeah, that's another thing. That's another big story. See, all right, huh. let's see if Bill's home. I don't even know if he's home. I haven't checked with him. You know, he may or may not be home. Uh, I, I don't know. This is, but he always has a good message on his answering machine. That's the one thing about him is he doesn't leave his same message on the machine for yeah. five years. Sounds like he's going for it this time, too. He, change, he changes his messages like more often than he probably changes his underwear. Spaceman. Yeah, I think we're going to get the answering machine. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, when in the middle of the night did they stick the straw in Republicans' ear and suck out half their brain? 
Now, this is Lindsey Graham calling. I don't really appreciate you saying that about uh, Republicans. What are you, a left-wing commie up there in, uh, up there in Vermont? I love you, spaceman. Bye-bye. Did you hang up? Gone. Okay. I don't want him to know that was me. I know. He thinks it's Lindsey Graham. He's going to think it was Lindsey Graham. Then you'll get a call and say, you know, I got the damnedest call from this... Uh, yeah, the Kobe story is a terrible one. I, I, I heard Glenn Ordway today yeah. on the way into the podcast taping, mm-hmm. and he was making some very cogent, as he usually does, cogent points about it. And I tend to agree with him. While it's an awful story and it's a sad story, I mean, the nine people perished in a helicopter crash. His daughter, I mean, that just breaks your heart by itself. Somebody else's daughter was on there with their mother, right? Uh, there's two other daughter, two other girls it, about mean, that same age, and their parents were all in there too. It's nine people tragedy. in total. It's a huge tragedy. I, I think that Glenn is right that when he when he t- says that the world, in their response to this, and especially the NBA world, uh, is having a little bit of an overreaction. Now, how do you say? Oh, how do you have an overreaction to, to nine people dying? Well, here's how. They're talking about changing. The logo, the NBA logo, you know, they're talking about um, – I, I, I guess what they're doing is they're trying to – Yeah, Lakers are going to retire his number forever. They're trying to make him a saint. Yeah. And and while he was an, a wonderfully gifted basketball player, and I guess he straightened out after the allegations of rape and the bad incident he had in Colorado, I guess he straightened himself out. He fixed his marriage. It, you know, he, he gave her a big giant – Four million dollar ring, and, yep. and Vanessa forgave him. They have four daughters together. Things are going well as a family, and I salute that. But I just don't feel that something like this warrants this kind of Jackie Robinson uh, type of uh, of attitude from people. Uh, it's a sad story, yes, but sad people die all the time in accidents, tragedies. They people lose their families in. Car crashes, uh, opioid crises, you know, there, there's murders that happen around, you know, violent. There's so many th- different tragedies that happen around the world. I just don't want them to say, well, let's overdo it on this Kobe thing. I mean, right? I mean, if they build a statue outside the arena, fine. I get that, and I understand that, and I'm sad about it. I never liked him when he was a player because he was on the Lakers. That had nothing to do with him as a person. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's my Boston Celtic fan thing sure. coming through. Yeah. And then when the when the, the incident happened in Colorado, I thought, oh, that's kind of, you know, terrible. But everybody forgave him, as people do. You know, you, when you own up to something you've done wrong. Yeah, he did. And apologize, and you, and you feel genuinely bad about it, and you fix it, then you deserve to have... Second chance, a second shot, yeah, and be welcomed. Right. Right. I think uh, I think a lot of the overreaction. I was thinking about this as you were talking. When someone in your immediate family dies, you feel the same way. Yeah, you know, they, you think about all the great things they did. No, you never think about the bad stuff, right? But and we all have stuff on the list of bad stuff. We oh yeah, but when you become a celebrity, suddenly the family element gets bigger, bigger because so many people admire right. that person. I think that's part of the overreaction. It I, I think part of it is there's this weird thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this before, but when someone dies, people get weirdly competitive at that time. Like they out, try to out grieve each other, right, and express it in different ways right. and ramp it up and step it up a notch. And and I think that's part of what's going on. And well, think, yeah, they emphasize. I met him at this thing, and oh, yeah, know, thousands of people he's met. You yeah, know, you're, okay. Yeah. You know, but I think you the, remember it. The other side of it too is for people my age and a little bit younger. You know, it, some people in their early thirties. When you look at it, we had Kobe for that entire run. We didn't have 
Jordan for we got the tail end of Jordan, we got the legacy of Jordan, but we got sure. to see someone grow into greatness, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's suddenly taken away, and people are my age are like, "Wow, this is unbelievable." It's <laughs> a big thing. Whereas you know, people that are a little bit older are just like, "Okay, calm down a little bit, relax." Sure. Whereas this is still new to a lot of people our age, where it's something like this happens, where you've gone through incidents with like Thurman Munson, Tony Canigliaro, Tony Canigliaro. Yeah, I mean, but. Roy Roberto, Campanella. I mean, like, the, the, the only thing I was thinking about that I could compare it to to you two in talking about this is Roberto Clemente. Clemente was huge to oh, me, yeah. right? Huge. You know, yeah. Right then, and the suddenness now, of it. Just to compare apples and apples. I know, and I know exactly here. what you're going to say. Uh, Clemente was on his way to provide aid to yeah. genuine hero. Absolutely, no question. And, Absolutely. And Kobe did a lot for uh, for communities. He did a lot for uh, you know women's basketball, and he, you know, he, like I said, the most important thing is repairing his relationship. With his and he was his on his way to to a practice with his daughter. Right? How cool is that? It it, it is, and yeah. then the whole thing is that's why it's profoundly sad because of the daughter's involvement yeah. in it. If if it had been just Kobe on the helicopter, yeah. it would have been a lot different to me than taking adding eight people to that, and some of them are kids. It's like brutal. One, but, one of the things I think is oddly kind of sweet and nice in this horrible outcome is that that meme that started a few months back with Kobe and his daughter at the game right? where he's like it's great. kind of teaching her and she's paying attention to what's going Tremendous. on. And people she's took that finishing his for so many yeah. different and things. I'm so glad that's going to be his legacy as and opposed to gonna, the other. That screenshot is going to be everywhere forever. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of awesome and sweet. It's a permanent thing. But let's not, let's not forget, and again, I'm referring to the overreaction to this whole story from the media and, the, and you know everybody, again, as you said, I think they're trying to jump on the stage and go, yeah, I, I loved him too. I feel bad for other daughters and other wives, like first responders who die, soldiers who die, because um, they have the exact same family you know, situation. I, in fact, I got one for you right here. This is, this is from my hometown. And the gentleman involved in this has not passed away, but he has ALS. And this is from my my hometown of Upton, Massachusetts, where I live now. And uh, there's a GoFundMe page for, uh, it's called Team Ceruti, C-E-R-U-T-I, okay? Uh, Dennis Ceruti is an electrician, a well-known electrician in the the Upton area, and a a really good family man, four daughters. Mm. He found out a year or so ago that he has ALS, and it's now getting to the point where it's it's getting really, really bad for him. Yeah. And they have to make changes to their house. They have to make additions to make it handicap accessible. Because as we as we learned from the Peter Peter uh, 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 episode, he you can live six seven years now. Yeah. With ALS, but it's torturous and it's an and awful it, thing. It never gets better. And extremely costly. Now, this guy, Dennis Cerruti, has ALS, and uh, they've organized a, a, a GoFundMe page. And I, I watched it the first day, several days ago. 32000 the first day, 57000 wow. the second. He's 112000 Good. <clears throat> going forward. And I just want any of you that want to, uh, to, to throw some money on the table for this poor family. They, he's got four beautiful daughters and his wife. Uh, Suzanne is the beneficiary of this. Yeah. How old is he? I'd say, God, he's got to be in his forties or so. Oh, a young because, guy! Oh, damn, because young his daughters. kids look like the you know the girls look like they're you know between the ages of like eight and thirteen or what have you. Yeah, oh. so they're going to need school and all that other stuff, man. So Suzanne Cerruti is the beneficiary. Even when you go to the GoFundMe page and add to it, I you know I think everybody should. And but it's another situation where this father is going to be taken away early from four daughters. It's yeah. very similar 
to what Kobe's situation is. Yep. Except that I don't think that Kobe's daughters are going to suffer financially. No, that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Can we um, can we change the tone a little bit? It's been pretty sad so far. What has really? it been? Kind of a bummer. How about I put in? Can a we joke? talk about like the Super Bowl for a minute? Right. No. Let, let me put in a joke. All right. Put Wait in a, a joke. Is this another one what? of those jokes that when you meet someone for the first time and you want to make a nice impression? Here's what happens. <laughs> make you your get, joke. Give me your damn joke. When you get a joke, <laughs> yeah, you, you you tend to smirk or smile or you know just cheer up a little bit. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so let's see. This guy's. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do You're the one about good. the tie. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, no, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. No. I'll just tell you what happened to me. Okay, I was in Fort Myers. <laughs> is this a joke or a truth? <laughs> no, this is true. Okay. I was in Fort Myers, Florida, and I saw this bumper sticker on a car. Yeah, it said, "I miss Chicago." So I broke the window and I shot. I stole the radio and I shot out the tires and I put a little sticker on the car. I hope this. I hope this helps. It's a true story. No, that's not. It's, <laughs> it's a joke. What's wrong with you people? Oh God. Uh, how's your? Uh, oh, by the way. Yeah. The the uh, the betting thing. I'm down. To, I'm down to the wire now. I'm going to let everything ride on the Super Bowl. I, I'm giving you my prediction. Okay. Kansas City. Coming up. It's coming up. What, so hold on. What did we start the season at? Me. You. Oh, what did you put in at the beginning of the season? I you were like Nostradamus. I put in a hundred. Yeah. You put in a hundred. Yeah. So we're leading into the Super Bowl now. Well, right. But here's what's we, the balance look like right now? <laughs> I was up to five hundred and something. Okay. What's okay. the balance look like oh, wait, right now? Then, then the Patriots <laughs> stuck it up my ass. And the balance is ninety-seven dollars. <sighs> But you put, no, listen, that, I've had a world a of win. fun. I've You're a, only down $3 over the course of a season? Yeah. I put on my underpants two legs at a time, that's, just like anybody else. <laughs> that's a win in my book. Yeah. But I I, what a comeback. I'm a terrible gambler. I, but. If the Patriots had won, and what was the other team that screwed me? The Ravens. If the Ravens and the Patriots had won, I'd be up like 900 bucks. But I had them in parlays, and they totally screwed me. And I... I don't even know if I can forgive them. Now, are you going to so, bet the wad on the... Yes. Uh, I'm going to put the whole 97 on the Chiefs. Whoa. Okay, you're not going to spread it out over nope. like prop bets and all no, that stuff? I'm going to try to get... Then I, <laughs> what happens again? It's the last football game. Then I'm going to take my... If I double it, you know... 200, let's have close to 200. You're like James Bond now at the roulette table. (laughs) Push it all over there and put it on red. But I'm more shaken than stirred. I really am. (laughs) uh, I'm going to take that 200 bucks and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to bet basketball with it on on, on betonline.ag. That's where I bet. Yeah. But here's the thing. You you folks out there might be better off than me when it comes to what you got in your bank or, you know, is there still a bonus? There is still a bonus, so they can still deposit now for the Super Bowl. They can put in a hundred bucks and get the fifty percent welcome bonus by CLNS fifty, and so they have a hundred fifty to bet. There you go. That's a beautiful That's thing. A good deal. Is that what you're going to do? Free fifty. Absolutely. You can bring the playoffs home, baby. How many yards will Patrick Mahomes throw for? That's a prop bet. <laughs> you go right for that prop bet. Say, oh, he's going to throw for. <laughs> but there are hundreds of prop bets. You know, you can tell how long is the national anthem going to be. You know, will anyone throw a dildo on the field? Oh yeah, stuff like that. CLNS fifty for the bonus. <laughs> game's not in uh, Buffalo, so don't bet on that one. What? I said the game's not in Buffalo, so don't bet you on that one. You can't bet on Buffalo; they're not playing right now. No, the dildo on the field that was in Buffalo. Well, there you go. It's not number one, but it's right up there. <sighs> All right, a couple of sidebar notes here on the program. I don't, I don't know if you guys, you know, you heard Bill Lee. He doesn't like Republicans. No, that's true. <laughs> right now, and he, you know, that's because he's a communist. Yeah. But he, um, 
No, he's an egalitarian. That's what he said. He, he that's what he said. I know. He's an. You know what it is? He's a freak. He's a nut. Yeah. He's a, he's a great guy, though. <laughs> the we're going to talk to you about the Red Sox cheating. Now, uh, I tweeted out yesterday, and I, I, I got to tell you that I'm not as optimistic as I may seem about the Red Sox. I usually am very optimistic about them. Yeah. But with all the scandal, the new manager, and all this, Mookie's going to get traded. All this crap. I got to tell you that I tweeted yesterday. I said, you know, the Red Sox have everything it takes to have a winning season. They've got bats. They've got gloves. Cleats. They've got got shoes. They've got uh, helmets. Hats. You know, (laughs) they've got garbage cans. They do have garbage cans. Yeah. That's right. So I'm just, I was trying to be optimistic. People were reacting kind of like, oh, I smell sarcasm in that, Mike. Well, I've never known. <laughs> they can smell you through Twitter. Yes, they can. Oh. Smell a vision. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I want to have a challenge for next time we do a podcast, which is next week. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day. We doing one Groundhog Day. Feb two. We're Feb doing two Groundhog Day. Yeah. We're doing two of them. We should do one that we already did because it's Groundhog Day. Just play the whole podcast again and pretend it's new. What do you think? Okay. You think like anyone that. will notice? Or we just release two episodes and it's the same hey, two. Episodes. We didn't do the phrase "it pays," did we? <laughs> no, you set it up and never paid it on. <laughs> never paid Bill it on. and I both just let yeah. it ride. I just want to thank everybody <laughs> for hanging with us through this. Uh, what What is the phrase that pays this week? I don't know. Let's think <laughs> of one. Let's think of one. But let's think of one that's good. You know, like uh, all right. Here's my. Here's the phrase that pays. All right. Okay. Okay. He's got one. If you are the first person to tweet at Planet Mikey, this this phrase that pays, and you have to be precise and exact with correct spelling. The phrase that pays. You'll win a a cake from my grandma's coffee cake shipped Mm. directly to your house. I'll even ask you on Twitter what flavor you want. I'll make sure you're happy. Wow. So, But you got to get the phrase that pays right. right, And here it is. You ready? Adam Schiff looks like a pimple that needs to be popped. One more time, please. Adam Schiff (laughs) looks like a pimple that needs to be popped. Now, the first person to, t- to tweet that to at uh, Planet Mikey. This is like doing a radio show, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? You've got no love for the beautiful city of Framingham. Oh, boy. The original I love, home. I love little Adam Brazil. Schiff. It's nice down there. Do you, do you, now, ne- when you come to Framingham now and you say, I'd like to live here, you go to the town I've home. never come there and said, I'd like to live here. <laughs> but you ended up living there anyway for a while, didn't you? Yeah, because my parents... I was a child. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Don't blame your parents. You I didn't have a choice. You could have run away. I was perfectly happy in Natick. All, All right. Little baby You'd bed. be happier, though. Tell me you wouldn't be happier in uh, Framingham if you spoke Portuguese. That would be, would be life would be a little easier. Think oh, of yeah. how many more chicks you'd be able to pick up <laughs> ever. A little easier. Oh, Seriously. Portuguese. Hmm. Anyway, we got the phrase of page done. Let me just check that off my little book here. Right. A little book. Okay, check. Just checking off the book right check, now. Check. Oh, okay. I, I said I'm not going to watch any more award shows ever again for the rest of my life. I don't care what it is. Did you it make took, a mistake? It took you 63 years to realize well, that I, they're terrible. I'm done the, with it. The Grammys. I'm so done with it. They're All horrible. these people do is kiss each other on the taint yes. for like three, and it takes three hours. It should take an hour and a half. They don't have anything going for them. The Grammys, the Golden Globes, the Academy yeah. Awards. They can kiss my ass. Do you like the Golden Globes when Ricky Gervais hosts? I, well, I liked, but how was I going to know that he was going to be that good until he all of a sudden was good? I'm oh, not going to watch. I'm, I'm not going to do it. No, see, this is what you do. 
you just watch the highlights of it the next day on YouTube if you care enough. That's exactly That's right. all you do. That's Save right. yourself the three fucking hours and watch a 15-minute highlight package from right. the night before. And if you want to watch the whole thing, tape it. Uh, you know, DVR it, and then go back and skip the commercials Skim, yeah. and all the bullshit. Just skip to the stuff where they, <laughs> when you see them hand something to somebody, then you go, okay, back up a little bit. Now we find out. I think uh, if you want to watch the whole thing, just reevaluate your life. Th- that too. Yeah. That too. It's a cogent point. You know, it's always so political as well. It's always the Trump yeah, bashing. I'm so you know? sick of these people. It, they so love like, each other. Themselves. They love themselves so much. It's like the guy says, so much in love with us are we that you could kiss you and I could kiss me. It's like, go fuck yourself. I think Hollywood was more vocal during the Bush administration than they have been during the Trump administration. I think they've been just as vocal. Really? I I think they were more during Bush. Uh, Yeah, you might be right. There's a little bit of... But, Nobody but, but it's nonstop. Anymore. Can you imagine a conservative on one of those shows? It's a shame. Wins an award, although you'll never see that. But he gets up there and basically bashes the left on national television. What would the response be? That guy would be beaten up, well, <laughs> excoriated. Right. You know, he must be destroyed. His career would be over. He'd never work again. That's there's, terrible. There's two sides of every story. You know, at least in the old days, the politicians might have had opposite sides of the table, but they talked to each other. Yeah. I mean, Tip O'Neill, he was as liberal as you get. They, he and Reagan, uh, him and, uh, yeah, Reagan. Yeah. They talked. They said, what can we do? Well, how can we get this done? You know? <laughs> and Tip said, have another drink. Um, so did I say that I could name every Beatles song in the first five seconds? You did. No, and you told uh, us this off air. And okay. Ben and I decided it would be great if you were going to name the Beatles songs, if we had the Beatles songs handy. Yeah, all right. Well, next week, you guys come in armed for bear, and I will make sure within five seconds of hearing the song, I, you, I will give you the title and the album. Hold on. Five whole seconds is the whole song. We have to come armed next week? You you should, should, what, we're we bringing four smartless? seconds? One second. Oh, wait, one wait, second. What is with you in this one, one second? second if you, if it just you, goes, bing, <laughs> and you're like, hold on. Uh, if you me and my first girlfriend. She'd ever say, hey, played- sailor, and I'd say, she'd say, you got a minute? Uh, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You should be able to figure it out in one second. Three. Three, three. seconds? Three seconds. One, how about, hold on. How about we communicate and get a deal here? Hold Here's on. three seconds. Ready? Ready? Reagan and Tip O'Neill. One, two, three. Oh, if you don't know the song by then, you're a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Pleasure Island that's then, right. uh, Pinocchio. I, hold on. I will challenge what? you, Mikey. Uh, let's do a challenge. Well, then again, you'd have to pick the songs that I wouldn't know, and then I'd have to pick the songs that you didn't know. Hold on, i got to blow my nose. <laughs> Can I not show up that week? One second. You could be the referee. Okay. All right. Not, not one second. Judge. No, three seconds. I'm saying every Beatles song on any album ever. Yep. One second. <laughs> I don't believe you. No. We'll prove it, it next week. I will find out next week. Prove how full of shit you really are. <laughs> you want another joke? You want another joke? You want one in really bad taste? Or I want to hear one of those jokes that you know when you meet someone for the first time and you want to make a nice impression. You know, like if you're if you're going on a first date and you meet the parents. You know, you, so you run into the parents and you okay. say, "Hi, Mr. Johnson," and then Mr. Johnson continues. Well, my my missus pat, uh, packed my bags for me. Oh, it's getting getting rough. And as I was walking out the front door, she screamed. I wish you a slow and painful death, you bastard. Wow. And I said, oh, oh, so now you want me to stay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. So now. You um, you hit a single with that one. I hit a single. Good. Well, you know what? You get four guys hitting a single. That's a run. Hmm. That's going to be a run. That's when I interviewed Butch Hobson one time, and I said, so, Butch, how's the team going to be? This is when they they were god-awful. 92, 93. I don't know. It's terrible. 
I have too bad Chad Finn's not here because he loves Butch Hobson. Yeah. But I said to Butch, so how are you going to, how's the team look? He says, well, you know, we're going to get out there. We're going to, you know, we're going to hit. <laughs> and we're going to, and we're going to pitch. And we're, and we're going to catch the ball. It's going to be a good season for us. We're going to, you know, we're going to do all three. We're going to hit the ball. We're going to hit. We're going to pitch. And we're, we're going to, and we're going to run. And we're going to, you know. And I'm like, what kind of answer is that, Butch? Get, and Butch, you got any more of that cocaine? <laughs> oh, my God. It was unbelievable. So, uh, did you pick a Super Bowl winner yet? Uh, Kansas City. You got the Chiefs, too? Yeah. Got the Chiefs. Yeah. You got, we all got the Chiefs. We all got the Chiefs. Yeah, We're see, riding or dying together. I, I, I really respect the Niners. They have a good defense. And, and Jimmy, you know, he's not Tom Brady, but Jimmy Garoppolo showed that he learned something from oh, Tom Brady. He sure did. Yep. How to get the ball down the field and, you know, come up with some clutch plays. He's and in stuff. the Super Bowl. And throw eight times in but, an and what, NFC how many, Championship did they, game. Are they 13 and 3? The, the Niners this year? Or were they 14 they're, and they're 2? They're a really good team. We don't, they're a really good team top to bottom, but. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with the Chiefs. Chiefs are Chiefs scary are to gonna, me because they've been... <laughs> once they go off, it, there's no reining them back in. They were down, what was it, 27 nothing in that yeah. game? And then they came back and it was like 58 to... to I mean, they just pile it on, man. They can do so much. And that guy, Mahomes... Yeah, he's amazing. Of course, his father was a major league pitcher for the Twins and the Red Sox. Really? Yeah, Pat Mahomes. I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so his dad was an athlete, but uh, this guy, he's just... Man, I could not. There's no way I would feel comfortable going into that with my all my money, my ninety seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all, all bet on, uh, uh, you know, the, the Niners. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Plus, San Francisco. I got to tell you, this is nothing against the Niners or the organization. Are we doing this again? What, are you talking about the shit on the sidewalk? <laughs> yeah. yeah, discarded needles, homeless people shooting up. It's disgusting. Yeah, they're ruining the, one of the finest cities. And by by the way, now you know what they want to do? They want the people that live like if if someone puts a tent up in front of your house, it's okay, and shits on the sidewalk. Yeah. They yeah. want the people who own the house next to the side to pay for the cleanup. And just like Rachel Rollins has a list of crimes she's not going to prosecute, they got the same thing going on in San Francisco now. What the hell's going on? It only leads to more crime. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, as Mike Tyson would say, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Mike Tyson's first words from prison. Mike? It's very dark in there. <laughs> and, and, and it's lonely. Oh, There's man. no girls in there. Um, so I went... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that twenty-five-year-old joke. That's right. Thank you. Thank well, you know, you, how old are you? You didn't. You never heard it before. I never See heard that? it before. That's, uh, which stuns to you? Me. It's fresh. It stuns me that I've never it's heard a Mike joke you, before. Yeah. So I'm still. I have two things career-wise. I got to mention. One of them is that I, within a week, I think I'm going to make a, an announcement as to my <laughs> miraculous my, comeback. My my fifteenth comeback yep. in my radio career. Yep. And I will be able to maybe give details. The company that I'm dealing with here, you know, we have to hold off to make the announcement until it's official. Yes. And so forth. But it'll be on a, a damn fine radio station. Really? I know you see, you haven't given us any details. No, and I've got to be very careful. It'll be a damn fine time slot. We'll be able to listen to you in this area? You'll be able to listen, and you'll be able to listen on the Internet. If you live in Connecticut, you'll be able to listen. You, if it's a damn fine situation. Excellent. Damn it. And I, I can't wait to... Uh, because, you know, comebacks are what it's all about. Yeah. You know, ask Bill Clinton. <laughs> he, he had a couple. Wasn't he known as the comeback kid? 
That's right, New well, Hampshire. I'm yeah. the comeback man because yeah. I'm no kid anymore. But it's all I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody about it. I think next week, and then I, I anticipate we'll have a gigantic, damn fine audience. I like that. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> but meanwhile, my lift career is still going. Good. I, I got a little pissed off yesterday. I, in fact, I had to contact the people from Lyft. Why is that? Because they, uh, I, I'm in Worcester. Okay, I'm driving in Worcester. Yep. And I'm driving somebody to their destination. And all of a sudden it goes, boop, you have another ride in your queue, which means there's someone stacked up waiting for the next ride after I drop this guy off in a couple minutes. Yep. So I drop him off in a couple minutes, and it says 22 minutes to, to oh, 20 minutes said, to go pick up your next 12 and a half, 13 miles. So I go, geez, really? I'm in Worcester. It's a very busy area. There's always people need a ride in Worcester. And some of them even smell good. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I said, okay, I'll go get this. Because I don't like to reject people. People are waiting for a ride. They, you know, it's my job to get them. Sort of. So I go down to, from Worcester all the way to like Whitensville, oh. Northbridge, all the way down Route 146, 13 miles, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I pick up this guy, nice guy. It's not his fault. He needs a ride. Michael is his name. Yep. He gets in. I'm taking him like two miles away from where I picked him up. So the, I drop him off the ride. It comes to $4.38. <laughs> so I just spent 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, a half a gallon of gas, at least, maybe more, <laughs> driving down to pick him up. And, it's, and it comes to $4.38. Now, as a Lyft driver, do you have the option of deciding not to go pick up well, this guy? I, you normally you do, but this was a scheduled pickup, and they added it to my queue. So by the time oh. I dropped the other guy off, it was not within the window of time where you can cancel it with no penalty. Right. So, so it was scheduled. I, so I, I'm like, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> and I tell him the poor guy, I said, this, is, this sucks. I said, I just drove 20 minutes to take you two miles. I said, it's not your fault, by the way, and it's not. It's totally Lyft's fault. So I try to complain to Lyft, you know, and I'm doing these texting back and forth with the Lyft people saying, what's the deal with that? I mean, I was in Worcester. Why couldn't I just stay there? That's where I go to be busy yep. as a Lyft driver, yep. is Worcester. No, you got to send me down to Whitensville where there's like, you know, one CVS and a bait store. <laughs> I'm like, now the guy in the Lyft office is saying, okay, Mike <laughs> Adams. Uh, but I got a 5.0. Yeah. I, mean, I got the, I got perfect... Lift driver rating. We'll see how long they that shouldn't lasts screw now. around with me. I'll go right to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I will jump ship if they don't start fixing. You know, they should be giving me airport rides with you know Sophistos. Yeah, but no. Well, you do have that beautiful Grand Marquis. I know. Well, see, that's it. You know, you, you got to figure though. If they don't make them like that anymore. They should charge. They a little literally extra. don't make them like no. that anymore. <laughs> they should charge extra for being in the back of that car. I would think so. Yeah, it's like it's a big beautiful. You know, you ever get in the back of a, uh, you know, an Isuzu, or a uh, or a Honda? Oh yeah, you're cramped. You yeah. know, you can barely breathe. You get in the back of a Grand Marquis. It's like, like a, the lap of luxury. Like a living room couch back. There. It is. It is. All you need is a hookah pipe and a fine scotch. You don't have that in there? No. <laughs> I don't have the scotch. That's you get more elites that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, I got, I don't know if I should, this, should we do, should we do some, should we close the show with some Joe? What do you think? Did I, you guys got anything? 
I do. I have a quiz. Oh, let's do the quiz. Uh, Damn it. I was hoping you would. Okay, this is for you and Ben. Uh, okay. Ben, you're going to win this one. Uh, since the coronavirus is in the news, you know, I figured, uh, it, okay. I'm thinking about all things medical. You know, how do you know mm. when you have certain symptoms? Yep. To mm. know if you're sick or not? Right. Yeah. So here's question number one. Okay, ready? Yeah, you have to choose. Is it a competition? Yeah. Okay. So. Are we competing together or against each other? Either one. I think, I think we're against Bill. All right. doesn't matter. There we go. He wants the one-second <clears throat> Bill over here. Question number one. <laughs> That's right. What will you frequently do if you have autosomal dominant compelling heliothalmic outburst syndrome? Uh, A, tap your foot. Yeah. B, belch. <laughs> C, sneeze. D, fart. Clear your throat. It's B. That's my guess. Did you say belt? Yep. Yeah. I was going to say D. I heard something gaseous in, in that d- description. Ben is correct. What is it? Sneeze. Ah, oh, that's, that's... That's right. That's the dominant compelling heliothalmic outburst syndrome. You know, the, the seven dwarfs were drug-related. Just on a sidebar note, yes. sneezy, that's a coke, the cocaine freak. They had sleepy. He was doing downers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had dopey, because you, know, Dope. you know what he was doing. Doc. Doc, he was the pharmacist supplying the drugs. Okay. Uh, bashful was when the guy got really stoned and he didn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, Who's the other one? Queasy. Que- <laughs> Queasy. <laughs> the one they never talked about. <laughs> Stinky. All right, here we go. Oh, rapey. He was very bad. <laughs> rapey. Next question. <laughs> oh. he, was, he was so really, really not socially acceptable. <laughs> a portion of your stomach protrudes through a hole in your diaphragm and upward into your chest. Yeah, yes, it does. You, you have A, a compound ulcer, B, a hiatal hernia, C, that's the hernia. Severe heartburn. Right there, it's the hernia. Esophageal. No, it's the reflux. It's the second one. D. You are correct. (laughs) See, I know because I have that. (laughs) What what was it again? I missed the whole thing. The music going in the background. It's a whole hiatal hernia. Right. Uh, I put my keychain there. There we go. (laughs) Don't let the music play. Here we go. You have (laughs) alternating. See, this you have. You may have some of these symptoms sometimes. Or all of them. So yes. You have alternating pain, weakness, numbness, and tingling in your leg. These are very likely symptoms of what? Sciatica, a muscle tear, hiposex, phlebitis, or a pinched nerve. Uh, one more time on the description. Sciatica, a muscle tear, phlebitis, or a pinched nerve. A, the tingling, yes, that would be sciatica. Very good. And you, of course, remember from the movie Dog Day Afternoon. Sciatica, sciatica, sciatica. You remember that? Yeah, of course. What a great picture. Oh, Christ. Here we go. <laughs> you like to dress. John Cazale was in there. Dress up in dresses, right? Now, I want you to get creative here and put Power on around your... with Al Pacino. Here it comes. Medical question. <sighs> I'm ready. What is scrofula? Oh. That's when your scrotum gets tied in a knot. Yes. <laughs> from trying to get out of your car too fast and your legs cross over. That's A. <laughs> B, extremely dry scalp. It hurts a lot. C, tuberculosis infection of the lymph nodes of the neck. Jesus. Dark rings under the eyes. Or a fungal infection of the toenails. Scrofula. Scrofula. Yes. What were the options again? No. Excessive dry Don't scalp. Don't make me listen to that again. <laughs> t- tuberculosis <laughs> infection in the lymph nodes. Uh, dark rings under the eyes or a fungal no, infection. No, it's a fungal thing. The, you think so? Yeah. I, dark, I you, dark I'm an rings. expert on fungus. You said dark rings, Ben? Yes. 
You're both wrong. It's tuberculosis infection of the lymph nodes. Okay. I'll never forget that now. Which gives you fungus on your toenails. So if you ever get scrofula, now you'll know. That's good. And then you have that disease and you're really tired, so that's why you have those rings under your eyes. So I was right. I was right. right. We were both right. Jerk. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Don't worry about it. We're not we're not doctors. None of us. It's called the domino effect. Epitropia. Epitropclear bursitis. Oh, I know what that is. I have it. My left shoulder. Is another name for this condition. Middle ear inflammation. No. Sore throat. No. Tennis elbow. Yes. Bunions. No. Tennis elbow. Tennis elbow is correct. I got it in my shoulder, but it's tennis shoulder. Epitrochlear that, bursitis. That's jerking shoulder. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Martina Navratilova one night and... Really? No. Are you kidding me? Come on. I'll tell you what. If, if I was ever stuck Anna with her... Kornikova. If I was ever stuck with her in a... Martina Navratilova in a, you know, romantic situation... Yeah. I'd be Russian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Spider angioma. Is this the last one? No, hold on. Spider angioma. You know who my favorite Russian hockey player was? No, do tell. J- Igor Chapashlongov. <laughs> he was so good. So he knew how to stick the puck in the net. You know, if your if your doctor came to you and said, "Mike, I'm sorry, you've got spider angioma." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? I say, geez, I don't know, Doc. What is it? He says it's an abnormal grouping of the blood vessels right near the surface of the a eyeballs. B, skin, C, tongue, <laughs> or D, fingernail, spider angioma. Sounds like an eyeball thing. Ben? Yeah, I'll go with eyes. Skin. <laughs> Isn't this an exciting quiz? And, and what, what do you have around your eyeballs? Skin. Well, yes. Skin, right. there it is. Right. Okay. God. You've done so well. All right. You know eyeballs, what? Bill. That's it. It's like the, like my doctor says, you know, do you have any idea what medical school costs? I said, <laughs> no. She said, well, it's probably a lot. <laughs> oh, you go to one of those holi- right, holistic doctors? Oh, yeah. Whole. All right, now. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to close this masterpiece of a plot of a podcast. Terrible. Is Joe uh, Joe going to sing a song? Is that what you're trying to Let's say? Let's get Joe back in here. People have oh been God. requesting. Oh. Get Joe back in here. Let's go up to the booth. Joe, are you with us? I'm right here. What song are you going to do, Joe? I'm a little sad tonight, so. Uh, Don't worry, Joe. Cheer up, sing. It well, always makes you happy. That's okay. Yep. Shaw's. <clears throat> I'm warming up. <clears throat> Shaw, Shaw's. Shaw's. You gonna sing for us? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I didn't Shaw, think you knew Shaw. the words to this. So. Oh, what I've got, you got to give it to your mama. What I've got, you got to give it to your papa. What I've got, you got to give it to your daughter. You do a little dancing and drink a little water. What I've got, you've got to put it in you. What I've got, you've got to get it, put it in you. What I've got, you've got to get it, put it in you. Reeling with a feeling, don't stop, continue. Realize I don't want to be a miser. If I would sly, you'll be the wiser. Young blood is the loving upriser. How come everybody want to keep it like the Kaiser? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. I can't tell if I'm a kingpin or a pauper. Greedy little people in a sea of distress. Keep your-